Welcome to the Big Break Software Podcast. We'll be talking with software startup founders, software coaches, and consultants, and how they found their own software success. And now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jordy Wardman here, host of the Big Break Software Podcast, where I talk to top leaders in the software field, like Seth Godin, Andrew Warner of Mixergy, and many more. This is a show where we talk to proven founders about their zero to 30,000 MRR journey and beyond, and their biggest challenges during the first three phases of their journey in software. Today's episode is brought to you by OneStop.io, which I co-founded after being in SaaS for nearly a decade. We have 45 developers waiting to take your idea to fruition. If you want a reliable full-stack development team with top talent that costs half as much as in-house developers, and you can think of us as your outsourced CTO because we've got 20 years of development, entrepreneur, and business experience to help keep your project from ending up in the software graveyard. We specialize in software as a service, software startups. Contact us at onestop.io. We can spec out your project today. Today, I have Calvin Corelli, founder and CEO of Simplero. Simplero is an all-in-one platform to help uh, online coaches run and manage their businesses, whether they're a one-man show or a multi-million dollar large team. Today, we're going to take a stroll down memory lane to, to explore Calvin's zero to 30 journey to reach his software big break. How are you today, Calvin? I'm phenomenal. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I love the company that I'm in here. Excellent. Likewise. Uh, can you start off by telling me uh, a bit about yourself, who your customer is? We know it's coaches, but uh, uh, and what problems specifically you're solving for them? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually much more than coaches. It's, it's um, trainers, educators, author, speakers, um, and, and much more. So essentially anyone selling information online, anything that's selling something that doesn't need to be stuffed in an envelope and sent via physical mail. Um, and um, we use the term coach, coaches because like most of our customers kind of self-identify that way, but it's, it's broader than that. And uh, I started it in, in 2008 because I wanted to teach spirituality to, spirituality to entrepreneurs. Um, I had been through a process where I was like, what am I here to do? What is it I really want? Who am I? Um, and this inner journey led me to a, you know, down a path of coaching and uh, working with a spiritual teacher and other things. And, and I realized that everything I'd learned from that journey was so relevant as an entrepreneur, like dealing with your thoughts and your beliefs, dealing with your emotions, knowing who you are, knowing what your purpose is. And um, just, I was like, every other entrepreneur I, I know needs to to know this stuff. And so I started teaching that. And I was like, I, at that point, I was just a programmer and mm -hmm. a terrible entrepreneur, like a pretty bad one <laughs> up until that point, which is what had led me to that crisis. Yeah. And so um, I just started researching and putting, putting that out there and figuring out how to do that kind of business. I didn't know anything about it. And then once I, that got off the ground, I was like, well, I think I could do a better job building the software than uh, what's out there. And so that's how Simplero started. And so it's really for, you know, whether you're selling courses or memberships or doing a challenge, which is really popular right now, or selling individual sessions or live events or 
in-person events even, um, that's the, what the platform is for. So you can make, make a living doing this stuff. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Um, so, so you have a back, you have a development background. That's what you mentioned. Um, did 2008, did that yeah. kind of find you in particularly tough times with the financial crisis or what, what was, what was happening at that time that you were transitioning to, uh, becoming, um, an entrepreneur and starting your own SaaS? Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't actually, it didn't actually have anything to do with the financial crisis. What had happened was I'd always been in software. My parents actually started uh, a software company uh, back in the early 80s and were both programmers. Oh uh, yeah. So I was kind of brought up with, with computers and software and programmed and, and caught the bug very early on. Okay. But um, yeah. And then, um, but I wanted, so I started a, a consulting firm, right? You know, coding for others, like, like you guys are doing with One Stop, which mm-hmm. is an awesome business, but... I, my heart, my passion was always in product. I wanted to have my own product. Yeah. But what happened was that I kept trying to start something, but because I didn't have that sense of like inner guidance, like I was not, I didn't have that sense of anchoring inside. I ended up just chasing all kinds of things. And then when they weren't successful, I would back off and just drop it. And so I did that a number of times. And one of the moments that really transformed me was in, you know, five years before that in 2003, there was a, an advisory board meeting that was for my consulting firm, which started and was doing great. We were like a year and a half into it. I gathered some really smart people to advise me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, one of them looked me dead in the eyes and he said, look, Calvin, we've been here for three hours and I still don't know what you want. Yeah. And oh my like, God. That scratch your moment for me. Cause I was like, well, what do you mean what I want? I just want to be successful, right? I just want to have a big company. And like, yeah. And something was like, no, that's not what he means, right? And I was like, I don't know what I want. I didn't even know that it was okay to want something in business, right? I thought you go into business and now it's all serious and we got to put our suit on and like no feelings and no desires, nothing. And I was like, whoa, what is this? So that was actually the moment. So the question that started me on my, on my development journey, realizing I don't know what I want. I have to have to find out and then so that was that five years leading up to that moment and the interesting thing was like even as I was kind of pursuing that I was resisting it the whole way so what ended up happening in in February of 2008 was I was still doing consulting work um, but at that point I'd skipped all the employees because I didn't really have the patience to manage a team so it was just me yeah um, and I was still like trying to do a product company, you know, make some money from consulting, you know, to free up some time to do a product business and then, you know, do some more consulting. But at this point, everything just dried out. All of the consulting gigs that I had, everything that I had lined up, all the contracts I even had already on a book, they all just dried up all at once. And I was like, holy That's crap, scary, eh? It's just like, uh, that's right, really yeah. scary, yeah. And I was like, is this the universe trying to tell me that now is the time to actually find out what I want? Yeah. I was like, maybe it is. So I I did it. I sat down. I was like, what would a good coach do here? Like, all right, gather some questions. What did you love to do when you were a kid? What did you dream of doing? You know, uh, when, like, as a kid, what did you dream of doing as an adult? Um, What moments in school did I love? What activities do I love? What kind of people do I love to be around? Things like that. So I sat down, answered all that. And it just jumped out at me like, 
I'm here to integrate spirituality and entrepreneurship. So it's okay. not like you go to church on Sundays or whatever, yeah. but that you are, that your business is a direct expression of your, of your, of your spirituality, of your life purpose. And it becomes a vehicle, you know, business entrepreneurship becomes a vehicle for, for enlightenment in, in a sense, right? Because it's how I grow. It's how I learn and grow and see what, what results I'm creating. And then, you know, reflecting back on me and how do I need to grow here? And even like deeper, like the, the, it changed my relationship with the product and the company is like, this is not just my idea. This is an idea and I'm here to serve it. Like it really kind of came to me in that way. So completely life uh, changing moment for me. And it stayed with me ever since. And, and since then it was like, the change was dramatic because before then I was just chasing opportunities. And after this, I was like, everything I did fit into the pattern, right? So everything started supporting each other. So I can understand how you would do that as a coach, but how do you do that running a platform? Is it is sort of, is it, is, cause that sounds to me like, you, are you still coaching or do you have a, an element of that still inside of your uh, company or how are you, how are you achieving that, um, that fulfillment now? Yeah. So, um, so I do do a little bit of coaching. I'm going to do some more coaching coming up this year, but I've been just busy heads down running a company for, for a bit now. But um, the way I think of it is, you know, um, ultimately, like, what are we here to do, right? We're here, for me, like, it's not about making money, right? Yeah. You know, who cares at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. what, what matters is love, is relationships, is did I live a full life? Did I become who I'm here to become? Right? Those are the things that matter. And so, you know, that's my job as a CEO is to serve my, my audience, my customers, my team. Like for each team member, what is your purpose? What is your path? And how can I support you in that? For our customers, that is what we're here to do. Serve them in, in, on their journey of life. That's really what it's about. The software is just a, you know, an, a vehicle um, like we have a term that we use internally, you know, SaaS soft, soft companies is everybody knows what that is. A SaaS company. We call it a last company love as a service. Oh and my that's gosh. Really like how we think of it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's like a real sort of Zappos sort of customer centric, um, philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. And another way it comes out very concretely is whenever we are faced with a challenge, um, there is that like, you know, there is the inner work and the outer work, right? I believe that our reality is a reflection of our, of our insides in always, in mm -hmm. every way. Uh, so whenever I'm faced with a challenge outside, yes, there are things that I need to do. I need to, you know, create systems and I need to take action. I need to do things. But I also need to look at the, at the inside. Like, what, what is it inside of me that's creating this? How am I committed to creating this situation? Is it as it is right now, how do I need to grow in order to solve this? And what I find, find is that the more energy I spend on that growth, the more that inner growth, that becoming a, a more of myself, essentially becoming more clear, more, more um, um, alive, if you will, the easier all the outer stuff gets, right? Whenever yeah. I find myself like struggling with something, I know that I need to go inside why am I creating the struggle? Why am I making a struggle? It doesn't have to be a struggle. And okay. then you, you turn around. 
Um, it obviously sounds like you must still receive some type of uh, outside uh, mentorship, or do you have your own coach still now? And are you you're obviously a big believer in in having coaches because that's the platform you run. Um, who is, can you tell me who your coach is and, and uh, how important coaching is to your life? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's super, super, super important uh, to my life. So um, I've always used a multitude because I find that, that different people can give me different things, right? So I'll yeah. use, uh, right now, the, the main coach I use is a guy in Denmark. I'm from Denmark. Also, okay. uh, his name is Bengt, Bengt Valentino Anderson. He's mm -hmm. a freaking genius. So he doesn't actually normally do coaching or anything like that. Yeah. He's a body therapist. Okay. His grandfather was making furniture and, and found that he could help people with their, with their pains and their bodily problems with his hands. Yeah. His son kind of picked up on it, learned it, continued. Uh, um, continued. And this, this guy, my friend and, and, and now business partner, is um uh, has trained over 600 therapists in the system it's like a freaking genius i've yeah. known the system for 13 years i've known him for like five or six and I, for the past two three years my wife and i have been working with him one-on-one -on -one as the only people in the world do that and that's been a game changer so but i'll also use business coaches right or or just you know any anyone that can help me accelerate that i think okay. I, did, I did the math on like my total investment in myself um, including like masterminds and networking events and other things last year was about $300,000. Holy gosh. Okay. So, so this is great. I, I'm a big believer in coaches as well. Uh, I think every entrepreneur needs, needs one. And when I've had a coach, um, especially a good one, my, my life and my business has, you know, just sort of moved so much faster than other times where I didn't. Absolutely. Um, so, totally. yeah. so t tell me about your, um, coaching regime then, um, like, so you, you mentioned you have a few coaches, um, do you have like one primary coach and then you have some, maybe a coach for helping you with your relationship and another coach that helps you in marketing or to, um, break it down for me and how you can spend that much money on, um, your, <laughs> your own sort of, uh, self, um, growth. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so, um, right now the regimen essentially is essentially like that, that my wife and I will travel to Copenhagen to work with banked for, yeah. for two days at a time. And we tend to do that four times a year. And Each time sorry, just about what kind of work grand. is it? Is it like body work or what kind of work is it? Uh, so it's a combination. So it'll, it'll be, that'll be like two full days. Um, so in a, in a meeting room, pen and paper, like he, he'll have us do different exercises. Um, and then also the body work. And the beautiful thing is that, that he, he knows us very, very, very intimately. Right. And he, because of his long experience and it, with you, he's at like, 90,000 sessions or something um, over his career. It's, he knows us very well. He knows what's going on. And so he can support the um, work that we're doing sort of in a room with, with um, his work on the, on the body. So it can really open things up. Let me give you an example of something that he did for us, which was a couple of years ago. He was like, listen, Calvin, like you have this very well-developed de feminine side, especially it was always the case, but especially after 
that whole 2008 spiritual thing, right? I, I just went deep in that world of like meditating and visualizing and presence and love and all that stuff. And he's like, that's great. And those are all sort of feminine energies. And he's like, that's fantastic. But your masculine is very, very underdeveloped. And we got to do something about that. And so you're like 80% feminine, 20% masculine. We got to flip that around. Or, yeah. like or at least balance it out. Exactly, right? Well, and as a man, you got to lead with your masculine. That's that. Otherwise, you're, that is not healthy for your body. And so, um, and it doesn't work very well. So that became my mission. And that, that really changed everything in my life. You could imagine how that my intimate relationship with my wife, right? But also like my business before then, as a leader, the way I showed up was like, um, you guys figure it out. I'll go over here and play some guitar. And like, you know, on the weekly all hands calls, I would maybe show up, maybe not. And like, there's no like quarterly planning, no strategic goals, no annual anything. I was just like, yeah, you guys go do great work. And here's a vision of where we're kind of going and it'll be great guys. And they were like, okay, what is this? Right. And then after this, I was like, I started really showing up, right? So the masculine is about structure. It's about focus. It's about like saying no to all these other things. It's about, you know, accountability. It's about challenging. Um, and so that has changed a lot in the years since, right? And the, the results show like the, we've grown from like four people to, I think we're like a total of like 30 now, if you include some of the part-timers that we have. And, um, yeah, just in terms of you know the structure and the planning and the the how rigorous we are about things like completely different, and it feels so much better. It feels so much better. It was like that was the piece that was missing for me, and I hadn't been able. To, I hadn't seen that at all. He was the one that was able to call it out. And then, like the reason why my masculine was very underdeveloped was, as a kid, I had decided that my dad was scary and bad and I didn't want to be like him. Right. And so I had suppressed that, that side of me because, you know, my masculine side, my father, right. That, um, he's the representation of that. And so like I decided unconsciously, I wanted to be like my mom so much so that in my first marriage, I literally played the role of my mom and I kind of projected my dad onto my wife and, it was not a good, a good recipe for a healthy, successful relationship. Um, but um, that, um, so healing that relationship with my inner boy, who I had been punishing and just like slapping down for years and years, like, no, then you're not good. I don't want you. I want you. I don't want to have anything to do with you, right? That's what I had essentially been doing inside. And so that's where, again, the body work piece comes in because that when you go in through the body, you can really get at some of these deep stuff, things that are, that are pre language. Right. And you so much more effective. So it's kind of, the, that's the type of work that I do these days. Uh, mostly. Okay. But that's with banks. So what are your other coaches and, and where are the other areas in your life where you feel like you need to um, have, have some outside influences guiding you? Yeah. So right now I don't, I, we have, um, well, the, so then it becomes like very technical. I'm launching my own podcast. And so then I'll engage someone to teach me how to do that. Or I had a coaching call with someone, um, this Monday, cause I'm building my own, my personal brand, someone who's been very successful on Twitter. So I, I pay him for like a, a, an hour or five of his time to, to coach me on how to build 
a Twitter following or, or whatever it is, right? So, so then it becomes more strategic like that. I'm kind of looking for a coach to sort of to help me grow overall as a business leader, but not, um, but like on a more sort of tactical level because I the sort of the inner journey stuff, the spiritual level that I've got that pretty well covered already. Yeah. Um, so and I thought I found one, but then he was like, "Yeah, I don't have time to to uh, to take any clients." So I'm kind of putting that out there, and then the right person will show up. I do find it that the more I've grown, and you know, again, I've been on this journey for 17 years now, like pretty intensively. The more I've grown, the harder it gets becomes to find really good helpers. Um, so you know, um, but the, like. Where you're very selective. Gotten a lot of help. Yeah. I'm super selective, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, But during the, one of the early things that I did that was phenomenal was uh, um, Gay Hendricks. Gay Hendricks is, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's written 47 books. One of his most famous is called The Big Leap, which is awesome. And that was in, yeah, that was in 2013. And he wanted four grand for eight sessions. And that was a lot of money for me at that time. And yeah. my wife insisted and we did it and it was so well worth it. Like it's, it's just taking those leaps and, and, and investing in myself, even when it feels like a ridiculous amount of money, like so good. Last year I went to Necker Island with, um, anyway, with Richard Ransom there and a bunch of yeah. other entrepreneurs. That uh-huh. was 45 grand. That felt like a lot of money. Wow. Um, so so is that 45 just, grand for a weekend? For a week, for a full oh, week. Oh, for a week. Okay, yeah. Is that like with yeah. Tim Ferriss and those guys? Who's, um, I think I heard about some people that would, um, how is that? I mean, like, because how, you probably, or is it like you're not getting one-on-one with Richard then when you do that, but you're getting enough of his time, or how does that work out? Well, right. So, well, the way it works out, so, you, you, I mean, he hangs around some of the time, like at some of the meals, essentially, right? He's not there most of the time, although... He lives on the island. He also has another island, like, you know, two miles away. And so uh, he actually spent quite a bit of time there. But it's not really about Richard. I mean, that yeah. was the thing. Like, um, um, like, it's fun to see him in person and just get to hang with him and be like, okay, Richard's just Richard. He's just a guy, right? Yeah, um, yeah. That's, there's something to that that's really powerful. Um, but it's not so much that. It's like the other, the other people there. I think the ma- major thing for me was, I hadn't like I I've I I've been working remotely for since 1999. Yeah, and so um, I've I haven't been in a situation like that where you're stuck with like 30 strangers yeah. on an island for a week, and you got to figure out the social dynamic dynamics and all this kind of like you know uh, elementary school high school stuff came up where I was like I don't feel like I belong and like I'm not sure. Am I worthy of being here? And do they like me or don't they? Like all that kind of stuff came up for me. And it was yeah. a beautiful opportunity to kind of, um, to feel all of that stuff and heal some of that, those things. And so that really set me up for meeting, for doing a lot more networking. I've been kind of a hermit for all my life until last year. And that experience was a major catalyst in opening me up to meeting a ton more people. And that's been amazing. So even that has been like easily worth 45 grand, right? Um, oh, that's good. That's and then good you get to hear. hang out with, yeah, 
with with Richard. And it, it was funny because like I did have one conversation with him, and like he asked me some things, and and I asked him, he's like, dude, how do you? I'm not sure I said dude to Richard, but yeah. maybe I said Richard. So you say sir, you say sir, right? <laughs> no, no, no. He's very. No, don't do that. Like, don't no, no, put him no, on no. a pedestal. He's really easygoing <laughs> and, he, yes, and chill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so I was like, hey, how do you manage like 300 companies? He has 300 companies. Does he really? I can't even right? imagine. That would, yeah. Right. So I was like, you don't even have a day, a year to spend on, G- on each of those companies. Yeah. And he just said, well, I'm, I'm really good at delegating. Yeah. And that was the extent of his answer. And yeah. I was like, right, that's the, that's the kind of like. Yeah, well, I want a little more. I want a little more. But here's the thing, like a couple of days ago, because like I, this, my company, we've added like, I don't know, 10, 15 people in the past few months, just like, and obviously I'm, they're not all reporting to me, but still like that sort of um, expansion and I'm starting two new businesses. So it's like, okay, like I've had to learn to delegate at a whole other level. And so I actually thought back to that conversation. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? He was onto something. He yeah. was onto something. There's like a real art to delegating well. And, and you can just see it in his, like one thing that I like to do to learn from people. So I don't need to a coaching relationship to learn from someone, just sort of being around them. Not even, it doesn't even have to be in person, but if it's in person, it's even better. It's even more powerful, mm. but just sort of um, using your heart or your gut to tune in to that person's being, how are they being? How are they relating to themselves? Like, how are they inside? What would it feel like to be inside of them? And, and so when you do that with Richard, you can, one of the things you notice is like very relaxed about those kinds of things, right? Yeah. He, like, he would never micromanage you, right? He's like, you know, he, he will tell you what he wants and then he'll like trust you to do it. And if you fuck it up, I'm sure he'll let you know. But, but yeah. like, he's completely comfortable. He's not scared or nervous that anyone's going to fuck anything up and yeah, yeah. you know, all right, fuck it up. Then we'll fix it later. Like no big deal. Right. And yeah. so that's something that I can emulate from him. Okay. Um, I, I definitely want to touch back on, on the startup journey for you, but can, can, can we, since we're on the coaching um, theme, can you walk me through like sort of the early days of this did you have a coach at the time and, and, uh, or were you still coaching, um, at that time and how much, how important yeah. was for you, um, during your startup journey? Like to walk me through sort of the whole building of the MVP. It sounds like you probably built it. Did you yeah, built it? I did. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. So yeah, you yeah. built it and, yeah. and, um, yeah, just walk me through this sort of startup journey. Right. So the whole game here, right. Is that coaching, um, if you're doing one-on-one coaching that only scales with your time, right? We want to get past that. Yeah. So that's why our, our slogan is there is transform lives at scale. Um, you reach more people, right? Do it at scale. So that's why courses is, is um, critical and any kind of group format, group program is critical. Um, we're also huge advocates that you get all your expenses covered with recurring income or at least predictable income. So that you like whatever one-on-one you do, you do because you love it, not because like, oh shit, I got to get another client so I can, so I can pay the bills. Right. It's not yeah. a good place to be in. Right. Right. But my journey was, was I was always chasing, you know, having to chase the money, but at that time it was mainly programming. And then, um, I did some coaching, 
But what set me off was I launched a course. Um, it was called Computer Zen, teaching people how to do, um, it was actually teaching people how to do business. So it was like a, a technical uh, business coaching course, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and that sold enough that I was like, oh my God, this just paid my, my, all my expenses for the next three months. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do any work. If I can keep doing this, that's going to be amazing. And so that was my, my first thing. And then um, I did some, started also uh, joined forces with other people and I would handle the marketing and the technical side of things and they would handle the, the delivery. And so I would just build piece by piece of the software as we needed it and, um, and pay the bills with my coaching. And I kept doing that for uh, two years, two, three years or something like that, right? Where I do my own courses and my own coaching programs, always scalable with some one-on-one components sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but mostly group coaching stuff or course, just straight up course courses. Yeah. Uh, also did a mastermind, which was awesome. So yeah. I brought 10 people together in my house and we would meet once a month and do a masterminding and some training and t- help each other out. That was phenomenal. Okay. And, um, but you were so running that one. It. You were running that one, the mastermind. I was running that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And okay. so, yeah. So that was how I was paying for it, you know, for, so I could develop the software. And the first thing we needed was we needed to be able to let people pay an installment. So they bought something for, you know, um, like it was in Danish in Danish kroner. I was back in Denmark at the time, but like, say they were paying like, 2000 and then they need to pay it in $200 a month over a yeah. year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that we couldn't do that with Shopify, which was my first shopping cart. And so I was like, let's build the billing portion. And then we're using something for email. I was like, I don't like that. We can do better. Build my own email marketing piece. And we were using something for memberships that I didn't like. So I was like, let me build my own membership site. And then it's just like grown like that for my own purposes. And, um, and I was always using it and I was like that, it was my way of making money. Right. So, and then because I started to build a network in this world, other people came to me and like, Hey, can I use it too for my business? And like, I use it too. And I was like, sure. And I'll charge you at some point, but for now I'll just set you up and, and, and you yeah. use it. And I had that. I knew from the beginning, I set it up as like a multi business kind of thing from the beginning. Cause I knew that that was the route I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like, it was probably a, it was almost, yeah, like almost two years till I started, till I started charging. And then from that moment, it was probably two years till I could uh, just make a full living just doing that. Um, yeah. So like in first pieces got built in, in May 19, okay. Okay. I started charging people in September. No, uh, not 19, sorry. 2009. 2009. Yeah. 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 And then started charging people the year after in, in September, 2010. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I wanted to move to, to America, but a visa, our visa got denied. And so my wife was like, why don't we go to India and do Ashtanga? And I'm like, that's awesome. Let's do it. What the hell is Ashtanga? And she's like, it's a form of yoga. I was yeah. like, Great. Sign me up. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So move to India getting up at three 30 in the morning, doing yoga at four, every, you know, six days a week. It was a blast. It was so interesting. Yeah. Um, how long so while you living in for? India? Okay. Yes. About a year. Okay. Yeah. A year. And, but so during while living there were, you know, costs of living are relatively low. We were like 
not as low for us yeah. as they were for locals, but still, yeah. um, that was a moment. I still remember it in December, 2012, when, you know, my software company was Simplero was covering all of my, our living expenses, including, I have two children with my ex-wife, so including child support and, and everything else that yeah. I needed to pay and paying off, off debt. We were in debt, so we were very adamant about paying it off, even if we only had very little. And so it was like, it, it was just, it was such a mo. I want for everybody to have that experience, right? Because it just really focused me on what am I here to do, right? Yeah. I want to make this product into the best product it possibly can be. And I want to share my, my, um, my message around spiritual entrepreneurship, that integrating spirituality and entrepreneurship piece. Those are the two things that really matter to me. I'm like, ah, it was just this sense of clarity now that I didn't have to chase money anymore, right? Right. Uh, have you experienced that? Yes, I have, yeah. So um, it comes in waves for me, though. You know, uh, for, for me, it comes in waves. Um, and, and I want to get back, um, you know, where I'm back to more on the product side because as you, as you likely remember, running an agency, um, it's not really step away, you know. Uh, while I may be doing well with the agency, I still have to have involvement. I'm still talking with clients. But on the product side, um, you know, it's just if you've got your funnel fi figured out and, you know, as long as your users coming in are higher than your churn, you're growing and you can step away. Uh, and that's really what I'm trying to um, build. I have two SASs now that I'm building um, and that's where I'm trying to get. So uh, that's part of what this po podcast is as well as is, is educating um, my listeners as well as just finding people's journey on how they achieve that. Um, yeah, so, so you're in India and, um, you, your, your cost of living is down, um, is, is like, what are you at now? Is just sort of 10, 15,000 MRR at that point? Is that what you needed to sort of step no. away? Yeah. Yes. I think it's like, I was 10,000 or around 10,000. Cause you had some staff, yeah. you know, and, and some things. So, so no, you were, I didn't. Oh, no. you didn't. Okay. You were just purely, um, do, and, and how are the users, was it just sort of SEO that people were coming up? Like, how was the onboarding being held if you were, were you not right. working on the business at all? I, no, I was. Um, so, well, well, working on the business. So, so what happened was I got into this whole online course world in 2008 and discover it was like online marketing. Um, people, it was like my first entry into point into that was a guy named Jeff Walker. He had a product called... Yeah product launch yeah, formula you course. Course. yeah uh -huh. um and then i i went in i went to all of those events uh, in that i could get to in 29 uh, mm -hmm. in person so i'd fly out over to america and attend and i kind of got a little burned out on these people like i'm not gonna single out jeff because he's actually a great great guy i met him several times but but some of these other folks there are were just I mean, honestly, they were full of shit. Like they were, they would just say anything to make the sale. And I was really disappointed. Like nobody cared about actually delivering values, you know, taking care of your clients and, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And so I was like, um, I don't really want to be a part of that. And yeah. so, so like what I did for my first customers in Denmark was, was network. I felt, and, and affiliates like partners. Okay. So I had especially two, two, uh, people that were also early in that game in Denmark, we became good friends. We started doing business together and they sent me a, a ton of clients. So that was essentially that 
and then word of mouth from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So didn't really do, that was kind of the extent of the marketing that I did. And then after this, like burning out on the internet marketing industry, I was like, I'm just going to focus on the two things that I love the most, which is building an amazing product and offering incredible customer service, just serving people better than they've ever been served before. Okay. And so that's what I focused on for essentially until, until about a little over a year ago. I'll, I, I can, we can get into that story too. But, um, but then that was in Denmark. And then I wanted to, you know, start to get customers outside of Denmark too. In the U S now we have customers in 30 something countries. Um, and the way that I got my first U S customers were, I bought a program by Marie Forleo. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with her. Of course. Marie yeah. Forleo's B school. Yeah. And her, I really adore her. She's, she's fantastic. She's like always stood out to me as someone with integrity in that game and just, you know, she's f phenomenal. So I bought her course, not for the content, but for the community, right? Two grand, um, got into her Facebook group. And then I just started answering people's questions and helping them out and be like, you know, just tr sitting in there every day looking for things. Is there all sort of coaches? Is there, is she sort of training coaches? Is that right? Yeah. So she d does, does again, like our, my focus wasn't like coaches specifically. It was, you know, information marketers was the term okay. that was used back then. We're kind of struggling to find a good term, honestly. Yeah. Like coach, author, speaker, mentor, trainer, instructor, like it becomes like, like course, crea course creators, I guess. So like the info products. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's really broader than that because if you want to, if you want to create a, a, uh, a living off of this thing, a course is just one component, right? You need, you need a cheap, uh, you know, offer to get people in the door. Maybe you need like a high end thing where you actually make your, your real money. Yeah. Um, you need the whole you to run, to run the whole gamut. So that's that's what Simplero is for, and has always been for. And like where, so what people will do otherwise is then they'll use like you know say Teachable for this piece, and like ClickFunnels for that piece, and, okay. and like something else for that, and whatever, right? And then you have this hodgepodge of stuff that's not only bothersome for you, but also for your customers. They need to interact with like four different systems, and they have like eight different logins, and like it just yeah. becomes a confused mess. Okay. So that's really what we want to clean up. So in that sense, we're sort of in a category of our own, which is um, um, can be is super interesting, but also challenging at times. But so um, where were we at? We're at, at, oh yeah, so the B-School group. So she talks to, you know, both online businesses and offline businesses, but a lot of the people in there are also in the information business, right? Coaches or, you know, course creators or, or fitness trainers or whatnot. And so, yeah, I just hang out there and then I give them an offer and say, Hey, you know what? Like I love B school. I love B schoolers. So, uh, first three months are, are for free. Um, and here's a special link and I do that. And that got me sort of my first 25 us customers. And then it's just started spreading from there. So that was, th those are sort of my two key, key marketing strategies to get me to 30 K besides okay, so, just taking really good so, people. Okay, so you're mostly kind of working inside of um, Marie's community, eh? So let's, what are there, like 2,000 people in there or how many people were in there? At that time, it was, I think it was like 10,000. Oh, okay, so it's really big. But you're sort of working yeah. your way in, becoming like sort of the 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 go-to person, you know, on certain problems, uh, you know, certain uh, areas of expertise. And then you were just kind of networking in, inside, inside yeah. Facebook or something like that. Yeah, um, just it's yeah, it's just a Facebook group, exactly. 
Yeah. And so that was sort of a channel for you then. That was sort of how you started to, yeah. okay. Um, and how about that sort of what, 2015? No, that was in 13. Okay. 13. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and after that, um, when did you move to the States? That, that was also in 13. Yeah, okay. so we, get, we managed to get, after, after a year in India, um, okay, some of the team, we managed to get it, to, okay. um, to get to move there, yeah. And, and by that time, like from December 12th to August 13, revenues have, had grown enough that now we could pay rent, not just in Mysore, India, but in New York City. So okay. um, it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. Okay. And so what's been working for you um, since that time? Because uh, you mentioned to me, maybe before the show, you're at 200,000 um, recurring yeah. monthly now. Um, yeah. What's been, uh, obviously, you know, some great success. What's been working for you since, uh, since that time? What channels are you right, mostly so using? Yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a journey. So for for that whole period, I you know since B school, I was basically just you know well word of mouth and it'll grow on its own. And I had like I was so tired of that whole marketing world that I abandoned it like way too much. Um, and and like you know opinionated in all the wrong ways kind of, kind of thing. Uh, and then. Last about yeah a year ago, um, someone invited me to traffic and conversion. Someone I'd had on my team, and um, and that became a turning point for me. I hadn't heard of traffic and conversion. Do you know? I'm assuming you know. Yeah, what of course. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, yeah, Ryan yeah. and Perry. Yeah. Right. I hadn't heard of that. I had never mm. heard of it. That was how uh, you know removed I was from that entire world. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he bought me tickets. Um, me and a couple of teammates, we went and. And that opened me my eyes to like, okay, I need to get back in this game. And so since then we've been we've been much more strategic about it. But then there's all kinds of team issues that we needed to set to address and and other things. So it's only recently that things have really started with we've found sort of a lever that we can pull. And that one is a challenge. Um, so we run we've run a course launch challenge. So in three weeks. Um, plus a sort of a pre-week of, of mindset um, stuff, we will take you from idea to actually having your course launched and um, God willing, actually have a sale if you have, if you have a little bit of an audience or just some okay. friends or previous clients or things like that that you, can, okay. that you can market to. And that's been phenomenal. That's been really, really good. Um, so that I'm really gung-ho on challenges uh, right now. That seems to be thing that that is working for for coaches so yeah. so, so as i understand well, in then, general no for anything pretty much really? right okay. like, like yeah so we're actually launching so one of the businesses i'm launching is a is a workout um this pafa is called this training program that banked my mentor i mentioned before that he has developed and uh we're going to launch that with a challenge so we haven't decided yet like a three-week or four-week challenge we're, we're going to do a live streamed workout session at five days a week for mm. three or four weeks and, um, and sell that for a dollar or $7 or maybe make it free. We haven't decided yet. And then, you know, on the back of that, you, we sell the membership to, you know, ongoing training. Right. So I think you can use it to sell like almost anything. It's, it's just a perfect way to engage people. You build the whole trick to the challenge, right. Is, you know, as you know, to acquire a customer for a SaaS company or for anything, right? 
The key is adoption of the product, right? That's what we yeah. always see. If they use the product, they're going to stay. Yeah. Right? So, and that's what the challenge does is it creates community and accountability and coaching. And this entire, like this whole, the, the whole trick is it's live and you're taking a group through it, a cohort through it together. Yeah. And that creates this momentum that gets people to adopt the product in like, whether it's in Plero or Pafi, the exercise or something else, right? And once that habit is established, it's much easier to build on that. Okay, so so you still have a coaching component in Simplero, then? Is that is that is that what I understand? Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, like there'll absolutely be coaching involved, but like for the challenge is just honestly, we just go on a, on a Facebook Live with people at a, at a fixed time every day and answer their questions. I mean, that's that's the coaching that's in that challenge. That works phenomenally okay. well, like because okay. again, you can do it in a group format, right? Um, but we we employ coaching, you know, as a technique with with clients internally with the team and everything. Like it's, as it's part of sort of the onboarding, it's, it's sort of onboarding into the into the platform and community right. building and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's that's great. Um, and so, so that's your only form of marketing is you believe in challenges. And it sounds like uh, I'm already putting that to to work in my own businesses. It could be, um, you know, a challenge to build your own um, MVP or your own mobile app or something like that. So it could right. be we'll we'll guide yeah. you through um, idea exactly. to um, you know maybe exactly. prototype or something like that in thirty days or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, and it's super powerful. It's not the only thing that we do. One of the other things that we're doing, it's just the thing that the best so far that we, where we have actual results. Most of the other things are still in the early stages. Um, I'm doubling down on building my personal brand because I found that, that a lot of our customers are like, I'm here because of you. And I'm st- the, the reason I'm staying here is because of you. So I'm like, okay, let's, you know, leverage that and build my personal brand. It's like what Gary Vaynerchuk has always said. And, you know, yeah. it seems like a smart move. So that's the thing that we're doing. We don't have data on it yet, but you're currently building team and processes and, and everything around that. Yeah. Another thing that we're doing is because of this, this um, COVID-19 thing, yeah. um, I was thinking like, what, what can we do to people that are suffering? Right. Yeah. Well, we have a community of incredible uh, course creators, incredible coaches, authors, speakers, you know, right. uh, spiritual teachers, fitness mm-hmm. trainers, all that stuff, right? So we can help people. Like if you're furloughed or lost your job or something, and like, or and you want to learn a new skill or start a business, well, we got people who can teach you that, right? Yeah. Or you just need mm-hmm. to like to do yoga at home or find a new fitness routine. We can help you with that, right? Or if you need to help dealing with the fearing and anxiety and and whatnot, or family dynamics, or whatever it is. So we've asked our entire community of of, um, of customers, of clients, of coaches, of course creators, of educators, yeah. that, would you contribute something of real value here? And yeah. then we're doing that and making that available for free. That it. should happen. And how many people so. is that? How big is that? How many customers do you have? I mean, what, what kind of pool we're, are you drawing from? Yeah, we're about 2,000. Um, and then and how responsive were, were your customers to doing that? Was it like overwhelming or uh, what kind of percentage? Very much, were you like super really? supportive. Sounds super like a great yeah. initiative. I love it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. And is that available? I'd love to make that um, available to any of my listeners that might be interested. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I don't, I honestly, I'm not, I'm pretty hands off. I'm very good at delegating. So yeah, I don't know good. who that is, but I'm believing Richard will be, be proud. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it should be up at simpleroshare.com. Uh, okay. at, so I don't know. I don't know if you have even, even though that domain is live right now, but, uh, but that's where I'm, maybe it I'm will be by the time this goes live. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and for sure, if you go to simplero.com, I'm sure you, you, you can find something about it there. Okay. If in doubt, you can email me at Calvin at simplero.com. I'm not hard to reach. No, I can attest to that. Uh, Calvin, we're getting close to the end of our allotted time, unfortunately, but I've really enjoyed this. I had a set list of questions that I did not follow at all because the material <laughs> is so interesting. I just wanted to dive into the whole concept of LAS, which I have never heard before. So I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's no, so great. It was actually my COO, Matt, that came up with that. Term, oh, yeah. Right? But it's perfect. Like it. I've always said, like, spreading love through software. That's been my my phrase. But I love I love LAS. It's a great term. Yeah, that's great. Uh, okay, very good. Any other things that we um, you want our listeners to know about before uh, we let you go? Whatever dream you have in you, whatever vision that you secretly believe like, or not believe, but secretly like harbor for yourself somewhere deep inside, like mm-hmm. believe in it and support yourself and go after it. Like yeah. you, you have way more in you than you probably give yourself credit for. Yeah. Just that like, and you, know, you deserve it because our time on this planet is, is only so limited. So you make it count. For sure. Yes. That's great. Great advice. Thank you so much, Calvin. Yeah, thank you, Jordy. It's phenomenal. So, so fun to talk to you today. Thanks for listening to the Big Break Software Podcast with your host, Jordy Wardman. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out on the web. Keep listening and your software Big Break could be right around the corner. <laughs>